to the Movie Machine Podcast. It's a show produced by Hot Chocolate Media where we make up a movie really fast for you based on a random suggestion from the internet. I'm your moderator, and my name is Jacob Gulliver. As always, we are joined by three of the Hollywood elite. We have our writer, Dave Rand McKay, who is the motion capture actor for Mothra on Godzilla, King of the Monsters. We have our director, Kyle Decker, who is the dietary consultant on Avengers Endgame. And we have our producer, Heather Rand McKay, the legendary documentarian of 1990s boy band and girl groups. Yes. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thank Great you. Great to be here. All right. Without further ado, your prompt for today is the theme of this story is a tragic comedy. The main character is an unhappy bartender, and the major event of the story is smuggling. All right. So, yes, in this story, I think that the bartender would, would we're looking for like a Bruce Willis type, you know, a kind of like happy-go-lucky, but like internally just kind of empty and sad, you know, mm-hmm. but makes jokes about it. But you know the jokes, the jokes are really about his inner turmoil. So in the story, what happens is, this is during Prohibition, because all good shows are during Prohibition in the 20s, you know, of course, any good show, if you're gonna, you know, whatever it is, it's gonna be during the 20s, because that's when all the cool, cool things are. So during Prohibition, what's going on is, they're smuggling in booze, because of course it was during Prohibition, and booze was, was illegal. And uh, what happens is, uh, you know, he, he needs to sell the booze, but it's tragic, because he's sad, because most of it is poisonous, because there's Prohibition, and they don't really, you know, aren't that great at making booze anymore. Mm-hmm. So was killing off his staff, uh, but to stay in business, you know, he needs to encourage more people to, to join up, and, and, and the, then they all die off, too, and so it just kind of goes through, and he eventually, you know, he's piling up the bodies in his basement, and, and then he tries to, well, he tries to figure out how, how to make alcohol himself, and uh, and he learns how to make it out of corpses. Jesus. Uh, so it's really, <laughs> it's a dark comedy, but it's a comedy, because, because uh, that's what people go to. People go to comedies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, direct that. Do you have a title for this film? I do have a title, yes. Drunk on My Own Tears. Yeah. All right, so we'll throw it over to our director, Kyle. Kyle, you receive a uh, barrel of some unknown alcoholic beverage, and when you reach the bottom of it, there is a script hidden away in the cask just for you, with your name attached and everything. It is called Drunk on My Own Tears. What do you think? Is this something you can make into a movie? And what's your artistic spin? So I know the notes from the writer said this was a comedy, but uh, I didn't laugh at any time, even though I was drunk and usually I'm more susceptible to laughter. Mm-hmm. However, in here, we have a great horror film. I, mean, I think we even have some like comedy elements to it, especially like especially when he's moving the bodies. There's a lot of opportunities for physical comedy and slapstick of like maybe knocking someone's head off or him getting slapped in the face and like 
goofy things happen while he's like carrying these bodies downstairs and stacking them into his brass container that he's turning them into dead people booze with. Maybe it's just he's like filtering so there's like a flavor on the booze becomes the new hot thing at the speakeasy and everything. But I want it to be kind of ironic. So, but I do want to up the horror. Like good horror comedy is both scary and like you have to nail both. Like you like the best best horror comedies are like uh, American Werewolf in London or uh, Dale and Tucker versus Evil. Like the horror parts are truly scary, but the comedy parts are really funny as well. We're gonna play with that. So we really need an actor with range here, like Bruce Willis type doesn't have range but we're gonna have the lead played by sam rockwell because he can do the physical comedy he can play sad the man's a tour de force you know it's it's gonna be great we're gonna have to do that but also we can't just have one dude doing it i want his neighbor to be an inspiring like horror genre writer like a 1920s mary shelley if you will and and i think we will have like inspiring like we have some fun like an inspiring female author in the 1920s we're dealing stuff with there but she's very interested in the macabre things happening and she finds his secret really early but because she's fascinated she's kind of a proto 1920s goth let's be honest that's what this character is mm-hmm. and instead of reporting him she's like enamored like like people like true crime and and think serial killers are celebrities so it's not out of the realm that she would be in this so we'll have that and and we're gonna film it kind of i want kind of like a nice i want to film this on 35 so it has that kind of old-timey look uh, i want it set at period i want to have lots of browns and tans in the color palette because i want to be dirty and dingy and like i want to shoot it in a city or on a on a sound stage that looks like you know the back streets of chicago in the 1920s or something i don't have a good actor for her yet let's just go with the crazy mom from stranger things Things. I'm spacing on her name. Winona right Ryder? But yeah, like I think she would play a good weird goth writer type. And I I want to throw out a better title for this and play up as a good horror title. I want to call this Dead Still. Mm. See, because the, the people are dead and also it's an alcohol pun. But I'll let the studio decide that. I'm not like married to that title. It's just an idea I'm throwing out there. All right, so we'll pass it over to Heather, our producer. So Heather, you've got a pitch for Dead Still, also known as as Drunk Off My Own Tears. Mm -hmm. It's a horror-slash-semi-comedy, maybe, set in the 1920s. What do you think? Is this working for you, and and how's this going to make some money? It's working okay. It's the start of something that might be salvageable. The first thing I'm going to do is throw on a byline. Cracking open a cold one is how we're going to market this. It's going to be dead still, colon, cracking open a cold one. I think everybody is a bit too old, and so I want it to be like younger and hotter people. So we're going to ditch Sam Rockwell. We're going to ditch Winona Ryder because it sounds like what we're doing is really capitalizing on her sort of Beetlejuice vibes, which I think that that movie came out 30 years ago. So, you know, when I think of the 20s, I think of Prohibition, sure, but more than that, I think of the Charleston. And so I really want to kind of up the campiness of this. The horror aspect is fine. It sounds like it's right now like 70-30 horror comedy. I want it to be like... 40 60 horror comedy i would very much like to do like a a highly choreographed dance sequence with the corpses kind of in the basement of this speakeasy almost like you know the movie titanic there's all the people who are working in the engine room and it's very like charming and quaint and 
really shows you like the grit of working class people. I feel like we could also capitalize on kind of like the the grit and working class blue collarness of of bodies that are being put to work to be consumed as a beverage. So the budget I would be willing to throw at this, I mean, we've got a couple of rookies. I, I think that I could, I could in good conscience put about $5 million toward this movie. I think that we should maybe premiere it at a couple of festivals and and if we up the campiness and take it a little bit less seriously than everybody else seems to be taking it, I feel like it has a bit higher potential. Younger, hotter cast, funnier, campier. The dance sequence is non-negotiable to me. And the, the byline is also a non-negotiable. All right, anything else you wanna add? No, I feel very confident that this movie is gonna be stellar. All right, so Dave, you've got some notes back from your studio. The comedy has been shifted away a little bit. There's a dance number. What do you think? Is this working for you? And what comes next in your writing process? Well, yeah, you know, my artistic vision uh, has been, you know, set on a different uh, different direction here. I would say that what I would add to it from a writing uh, aspect, if I'm going to add some of the kind of gothy texture to it, I think that what we would do is we would make the, the corpse moonshine the dead bodies uh alcohol that is made it would be slowly turning his customers into vampires like low low keel turning them into kind of the undead but they would become very addicted to uh his drinks and so this would be a good thing for his business good thing for the horror aspect good thing for the comedy because they would also be drunk you know, probably doing those uh, those kind of uh, semi-zombie-like dances uh, that we could uh, picture with, you know, maybe limbs falling off and things like that. I like the thought of a younger cast. I would want to go, like, even younger. Like, you know, let's have some teens. Uh, unfortunately, I'm very old, but I so I do not know actors uh, who are of those ages. So uh, we would just have to visit local junior highs or something, maybe. No. We'll check the Riverdale cast. Oh, there we go, yeah. All right, so we'll throw it back over to our director, Kyle. You've got a directive from your, your writer to, uh, to cast I, teens. I've been inspired by the studio and the writer. I've got this. I totally dig being younger. I get it. To make that $5 million go super far, we're going to bring this to New Zealand. Mm. We're going to film it. We're going to get you know some of that tax money. Way to workshop to do our, like, can we go a little more like zombie undead because they're like rotting corpses getting drunk instead of vampires? But we'll have way to workshop because they're right there. Do that. It'll be great. And we're going to add a couple more characters here. Uh, we're going to have Richard Aote and Jemaine Clement play two of the drunk zombies that help like build the puppetry. And what they're doing is building their own dead drunk club in the basement mm. of this place. Now, I don't think, like, we'll still say it's the United States. We're just going to film in New Zealand for the tax breaks and everything so it's still set you know nice because i don't think they had prohibition in new zealand for one mm. but yeah the, basically what happens is oh our, our guy who does it younger cast instead of sam rockwell timothy chalamet we'll have him he's like early 20s and our gothy writer ariana grande mm. so there's my young cast but meanwhile while they're doing it they think they're just doing it meanwhile jermaine clement and richard aote are starting this like zombie drinking club and planning to get a little revenge on the people that treated them bad but they end up just getting it's a brewery too like beer like they end up just spending most of their time getting drunk creating hijinks like a giant marionette 
dancing line of the dead bodies mm-hmm. so they have friends. So it's kind of like it's got a little Weekend and Bernie's. It's yeah. got a little little Sweeney Todd. You know, all that kind of going on at once. It'll have that nice eclectic gothic thing. We'll put several dance numbers. I'm actually down to make this a musical. And I don't know if we can afford Lin-Manuel Miranda to do music. But we'll get like his PA from Hamilton to sure. do it. Because that's like just one step away from the greatness of Lin-Manuel. Mm-hmm. I think we're good. And we'll have them do all the songs. We'll have Ariana Grande record a single mm-hmm. that's in the movie that she'll release as well. And she'll release on Instagram first. So we'll tie in that young audience to make money. It'll be a big number. And she'll do like this big, like use her pipes for that solo surrounded by zombie backup dancers and maybe like fountains of beer. Like I want to do a cool, like like the whole like Broadway review mm-hmm. with the fountains and everything and every, do something like that. Like imagine the basement in her head becomes that and do this huge grand with like, like zombie synchronized swimmers in a big pool of beer. Yeah. Like, I'm of our $5 million budget, one and a half of it went to that scene, and it's four and a half minutes long, but it's an Ariana Grande single. Like, we'll make that money back just in single, just in Spotify plays alone, and then we're good. And I love the new title, the producer. She nailed it. All right. So, we're going to send it back over to Heather. So, you've got some revisions, you've got more dance numbers, mm-hmm. you're leaning back into the comedy thing. What do you think? Is this working for you? And what's what comes next with marketing before you send it out the door? I love all of it so much that I'm actually going to, from my own pocket, double the budget. Uh, and with the extra $5 million, we're going to bring in some extras that are well-known influencers. I'm envisioning kind of like a, a viral grassroots marketing campaign that's going to involve Ariana Grande and then Holograph Tupac performing the single at Coachella. And within that performance, as far as everybody is aware, this movie is going to come from the culmination of the Ariana Grande Tupac duet at Coachella. So it's it's almost like a movie within a music video, but then the movie expands. I'm also going to fund an all vegan craft services. I know that that young people are very health conscious and with all the dance numbers, especially this one and a half million dollar, four and a half minute sequence, I just kind of want everybody like looking their best, feeling their best, bringing their best energy. And I'm going to give it a stamp of approval. I think we're going to, I think we're going to have a really good showing with this one. All right. So I'm going to plug everything into the movie machine. What was the, what was the final title you decided on? Dead stills. Dead still. Dead still. Cracking open a cold one. Okay. I'll plug dead still cracking open a cold one into the movie machine and pull the lever, which sounds like a zombie moan. So this movie comes back. It has kind of mixed success. It's definitely popular enough that you you make your money back. Yes. Um, in the sense that it's it's popular with the niche market. You get groups of, of younger folks who follow the the Instagram followers. You get people who just like the dance numbers and like they're not that big a fan of the movie. They just see it once. They're like ah, dance numbers were pretty cool. And you get like a wave of of vegans who heard about the craft services and were like, we need to support this on all movies. Mm-hmm. We have to go and like. So now you have like you know mom and pop like shops that sell like hemp soap and stuff that also carry the the blu-rays of dead still but uh, overall it doesn't really ring true with everybody i think what what ends up lasting are the like dance numbers and stuff also kind of an, an odd after effect is that groups that are like modern cannibal activists start popping up because of the the scenes with brewing alcohol out of the corpses so like people are, are advocating for like 
like eating of other people and like we're humans too we deserve rights so you've got these kind of weird like groups and that kind of like taints the movie's reputation later on after uh, it's had some time to be out and about so that said the movie machine is magic it's only predicting the future and if you would like, you can go back and take another few minutes to make some last-minute changes. Or you can call it art and walk away, because that's yeah, fine, too. So we're going to pass it to our writer, Dave. You have a few more minutes. What would you do different, or why would you keep it the same? Well, I tell you, um, knowing that we'd get a bunch of uh, cannibal activists, I would. it's difficult to try to you know write something that is appealing to both vegans and cannibals, but there must be something uniting their just hatred of other humans, maybe? So the very much the anti-human kind of feel and the pro, you know, anything that's not human, I think that we could really get a pep up a script that focuses on, on that dichotomy, yeah. All right, we're going to throw it back over to Kyle. So, Kyle, what do you think? Is, are you changing anything? Not really. I mean, I've, I've basically directed a cult film and like it endures with people like the music and all and some midnight showings not many directors can say they directed a cult film so it's like i could have directed something forgotten that no one remembers the cultural impact like avatar but no i got a cult film and, and i'm happy with that i want i do want to up the cultness a little bit the like interaction for like midnight movies and all people like sing along so i want to i want to put a couple shorter songs in there and uh with the increased budget uh i was able to even get taika watiti to be in a scene as one of the dead guys hanging out and cracking wise and everything it's just kind of a cameo it's one scene but he helps sing a song it's uh jermaine clement taika watiti and richard aote basically doing like a can-can dance line where their legs keep falling off and everything and it's just it's it's magic and at the end taika watiti's character gets accidentally bumped slapstick into a giant meat grinder and yeah mm-hmm. and it's it's great i'm i'm so happy with it I, w- I was openly weeping in dailies after we filmed that i was just in awe of how beautiful it was i'm the best anything else you want to add no this is art all right so heather last chance to change anything before prediction becomes reality what do you think You know, I'm really going to lean into the sort of anti-human sentiment and kind of up the social commentary of it. I'd like to make it sort of like a direct response metaphor for um, both global warming and capitalism. I feel like the intersection between cannibalism and veganism is really environmentalism. So... In editing, I don't, I don't want the cast to act as if it's social commentary, so we're going to have to do a lot of it in editing, which I think is going to delay the release by an extra couple of months. So instead of a Christmas release, I think we're going to have to, I think we're going to have to release maybe as a Valentine's Day kind of thing instead. But I still have confidence in the film. All right, so I'm going to plug everything back into the movie machine. Your your notes about the cast not acting towards the notes of activism, I think, is really important there because the movie machine quickly switched back and forth from oh this fun movie with zombies dancing is now like very very clearly leaning towards something that's not very fun to watch and then it jumped right back after you said that so it's it's definitely going to make you a little bit more than you thought definitely rings true with more people and it it becomes like a a staple of the various different cable channels since it's an indie and you know i assume you guys are just you know taking every deal you can to to get it on screens as fast as possible so there you have it, folks. Cold still. Dead still. Dead. St- 
I don't know why I can't remember this title. Dead Still, Cracking Open a Cold One. Uh, well, it's Dead Still, colon. Colon. Cracking, cracking Open a Cold, cold one. one. And the sequel will be Cracking Open a Cold Two. Okay. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Not too cold, too cracking. <laughs> <laughs> As always, we'll end our episode with a quote of wisdom from our current patron saint, Jaden Smith. I liked you so much, I never saw you again. Mm. Goodbye, everyone. But seriously, what's the Venn diagram between terrible activists and kids? It is. <laughs> it is. Other people are terrible. Yeah. <laughs>